Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. I've got Amy Medina on this week. Uh, this might be a first for the Miner's Wisdom. Uh, I might have two weeks in a row where I have an Amy, not the same Amy. I did that once before, but uh, not this Amy. But I've got, I think Amy is uh, soon um, to be uh, the most popular. I think it's going to be the most popular name I've ever had on. So, yeah, Amy's. Go Amy's. Uh, before I go any further, I just want to give a quick shout out to Amy's mom. Uh, Amy posted about some stuff on Facebook with uh, Amy's mom uh, going through it right now. So I just want to give a quick shout out to her and make sure that she's doing okay and that the whole family's doing well um, during you know some difficult times. So uh, just want to quickly recognize that before moving on to other things. Um, some other struggles, I guess, if you will, keeping with that theme this week is that uh, there was like a pop-up storm that had 90, 95, depends on the what you read, but 90 to 95 mile an hour winds out of nowhere. Nobody nobody was expecting it, right? It's like it's like a tornado, but a full-on, full-coverage storm. It, it covered spring and Tomball, uh, the Woodlands, the Magnolia, uh, quite a few spots, and quite a few people that I know are out of town for for International Thespian Festival. So hopefully their homes are okay. Hopefully they have people checking on that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it was crazy. And it was crazy to, to not even realize it was coming. And I was at dinner that night with two former band director friends and saw that there's going to be um, uh, a, a storm headed this way. And so I just left, and when I left, I drove through the most difficult storm to ever drive through. Um, pulled over for a bit, and when I, when I got home, thanks to Life360, this is not a plug, although it'd be sweet if they paid me, but uh, because of Life360, my daughters and my wife were watching me drive home, uh, you know, on a GPS thing, similar to like Uber Eats or, or Lyft or something or whatever. But um, it was... Uh, they were like, you kept stopping. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was scary. It was scary. Uh, so I uh, hope everybody's doing okay from that down here in the north side of Houston. Uh, some people, as I record this, still don't have power. We lost power for uh, about almost 24 hours, not a full 24 hours, but um, and just kept thinking to myself, other people have it worse. This was also during the time, um, rest in peace to the five on the submersible, but it was during that period when they didn't know where they were. Uh, so I kept thinking, you know, other people have it worse. Um, there were four, four, four kids that lived 40 days, three kids that lived 40 days in the, in a jungle and survived. I can, I can do a night in a hot house. So, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta remember the things that, that you gotta be grateful for that kind of stuff. Um, finally got my email set up for covenant. So I might, I might plug that later. Um, and yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I'm also, I want to mention also my, uh, my sort of, I guess it's not mine. It's just, I, I recognize that people, there are some people out there that are doing the work for design workshops, putting themselves out there to say, Hey, I'm available to judge here. Are my credentials, you know, I, I, 
I had thought about doing that and the more I thought about it, I'm not going to push it. You know, if somebody wants to have me come out and critique some design work for UIL design, fine. I'm good with that. Happy to help or even like for their one act play, um, that kind of stuff. I'm happy to help um, more so for the one act play side. But for the design stuff, you know, I we I only I didn't really do it. I think I did it one year, maybe two uh, out of 13 years of teaching. So um, I'm not the most qualified as far as what I think that they're expecting. Um, I, I can tell you what's good and what's bad design and tell you how to make it better. Um, but, you know, uh, there are lots of people much more qualified in that world uh, to help than me that have, that have started posting on Facebook. You know, let me know if I need or if I can be of any assistance. And I think that's great. It's about damn time, as the great and wonderful Lizzo once said. Uh, right after I interviewed Amy, um, I had my show, uh, Drowsy Chaperone, which I may or may not have mentioned before on this podcast, but uh, Amy came to see it, and that was so cool. The day that Mel and Beth, um, who am I leaving out? Oh, man, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. But uh, the day that they came to see the show, Amy came, and so that was really, really sweet of her to do that. Uh, she told me she liked it. You know, she may have been lying, probably, you know, that Amy Medina, everybody knows she a big liar. I'm just kidding. But, uh, but I was very, very grateful that she attended that show and it was really, really nice of her to do that. She did not have to do that, uh, but she did. And so that was really cool. So enough of this and that, uh, go Rockets, by the way, great draft uh, for those people that follow the Rockets. I hate the Spurs. They can go F themselves. Uh, Mavericks really didn't do anything, but anyway, um, so yeah, that was kind of cool to, to watch the NBA draft and it was actually really well done. Great production. Uh, so enough about that. Let's get to Amy Medina and yeah, everybody have a great week. Glad that Texas or glad that international thespian festival is over cause it was taken over my Facebook, but I hope everybody had a great time at that. And maybe, maybe I'll be there next year. Maybe. If Adam hires me, we'll see. All right. Love you, Bobby. I got my start into theater kind of late in life. Um, I, I got into it my senior year of high school. Um, but I swore I was never becoming, going to be an educator. I was never going to teach because I grew up in a family of teachers. Uh, my dad was a high school principal, and then he moved up into higher admin. My mom was the elementary school librarian. She used to read us Curious George <laughs> and all of that. But I saw what they went through, and I saw how difficult it was. And I, I said, I'm not, there's no way. I'll never do that. Cut to my freshman year in English uh, class at Del Mar University. I grew up in Corpus Christi, born and raised there. Went to Tulosa Midway High School um, before it was the big powerhouse that it is now. Um, but um, I had an awesome theater teacher there, Wendy Pesek. Uh, she was she my first my senior year was her first year teaching, and uh, she's now Wendy Barrett, and she was incredible. She retired from Louisville, I think. But um, anyway, my freshman I was in my freshman English class, and I had a professor. I just for whatever, just sitting there listening, I go, ugh. That little voice in the back of your head goes, ugh. When I teach, I'm never going to do that. Like, who, who, who is saying that? 
And so after a while of enough of those, ugh, when I teach, I'm never going to do, I finally had to listen to myself. I was originally a social work major and um, I guess I'm still kind of in social work, but uh, <laughs> um, I decided, okay, maybe it's time to change the major. And then it was, what do you teach? Uh, I knew math was not going to be it. Um, <laughs> what I really enjoyed, and even though I came late to it, was speech and theater. And so I changed my major to speech and theater uh, into education. And um, I started taking those basic courses at Delmar College. Had some incredible professors, um, uh, uh, Sue Finley and um, Kim Frederick who's amazing. Um, one of my very favorite professors in the speech department was Brian Barrows, who I learned so much about um, empathy and, um, you know, meeting kids where they're at kind of thing. Um, so I spent a year, maybe two years at Del Mar. Uh, kind of, I would come home and take summer classes there as well. And then I transferred to Texas A&I in Kingsville for a year um, and studied under uh, Dave Deacon, Dr. Deacon, um, who was a force of nature. And then I ultimately transferred to the school I really wanted to go to, which was Southwest Texas State University, now Texas State. And um, I, I finished out my college career there. I met some incredible professors and um, some lifelong friends. And um, I had a baby in that time, so I didn't, it took me a while to graduate, um, but um, yeah, and from there, I got my very first job, I graduated in 1995 from college, and I got my very first job teaching speech at Waco High, and I um, didn't student teach, it was, you know, kind of baptism by fire. My dad used to, my dad would tell me, honey, you're going to sink or swim either way. You might as well sink or swim and get paid for it. I'm like, I like that idea. <laughs> and um, my principal, uh, Dr. Butch Luce, credible man. Um, he's uh, one of my um, balcony people. Um, one of my professors at Southwest Texas taught me about balcony people. Um, Dr. Marilyn Swinton. And she says, you know, you've got those people who are in your life for lifelong time in your balcony cheering you on. And that's Dr. Luce for me. He's, he's one of my balcony people. And uh, he, he took a chance on a very, very green um, kid, <laughs> but it was because of my dad, because I told him about my history of my dad and what my dad was and, you know, his lifelong, you know, career in education and so he took a chance on me. And so I taught at Waco High for a year and a half. Um, I was pregnant with my second child and I was commuting from Belton. We were living in Belton to Waco. And that was kind of a big commute at that time. You know, I'd end up at my desk at second floor at Waco going, how did I get here? <laughs> kind of one of those, you drive so much, it's rote and you just kind of shut down and you're like, hmm. So an opportunity came up. Um, my husband, my husband uh, was a band director and uh, he was at Little River Academy Junior High and High School and a job came open at Little River Academy Junior High. And so I finished out that school year teaching 
theater and um, fifth grade English. I'm not sure why they allowed me to do that. Um, my apologies to those students. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then I took three years off for the kids um, to, to kind of get them uh, centered around, to get us centered around family. And um, it just, it was the right thing to do at that time. And I loved it. Uh, we have three kiddos. And then one day out of the blue, I get a phone call from San Lorenz, who then uh, was the assistant principal at Belton High School. And she um, said, hey, here you have a theater director, a theater degree. We're looking for a theater person. And she had taught theater at that school, but she had moved up into admin. And um, would you be interested? And so we thought about it and thought, yeah, okay. So I spent the next nine years uh, running a 5A program um, at Belton, and I loved it. I love those kids. I'm still friends with some of them today. I've got theater grandbabies out in the world. And um, then... So I was running Belton High by myself. There was no assistant at that time. Now the program's huge and they've got an assistant and, and whatnot. But um, at the time there was no assistant. So I was running a 5A program by myself. My husband was teaching at Temple High School. Um, he was band director there. And so my kids were literally growing up either in a theater or in a band hall. And um, we've got stories of, you know, hiding in instrument lockers and eating you know, just great fun. And it was fun for them, but it also wasn't fair to them. They didn't get to do the kid stuff, uh, the dance lessons, those kinds of things, because we were always at some kind of rehearsal. And so um, an opportunity, uh, opportunity came open at Temple, one of the middle schools. And um, at Bonham Middle School, and it was a part-time job. And it was a great way just to kind of balance the scales again of family work-life balance and um, freed us up to do some stuff, you know, the kids to be able to do some things. And um, then that program grew. And so I think it was part-time for about three years and then it grew to full-time, but I spent eight years there, um, got to feed um, the incredible Natasha Tolleson, um, some kids and, um, she was, uh, an incredible mentor. She still is. She's an incredible person as we all know. And then, um, my husband was offered a job, um, was called, we weren't looking, but he was called and, um, at Magnolia and they wanted him to come in you know, start the jazz program, um, or revitalize the jazz program. And, um, so we made the move to Magnolia and I had, and by this time the kids are grown. Um, they're all adults living their own adulty lives. And, um, so it, it was a hard move at first because it was our first, you know, first year, new jobs, new community, first year of empty nest. And that was, that was the big one as fish, you know, cause, um, you know, when, uh, 
somebody told Bob, she goes, oh, don't you love it? We're like, no, we don't. And they're like, oh, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, we raise pretty cool humans. Uh, we like them. <laughs> we like them to be around. But um, so that first year was really, really hard. Um, but it's been great. Um, I, again, get to feed an incredible director, uh, Rodney Sheffield, and um, who is also a great mentor and um, just someone I feel incredible about passing my little ones off to. And um, he does great things and is just kind of a overall great human being. And, um, and that's kind of where we are now. I've yeah. been here for uh, just finished my sixth year here, my 25th year of teaching. And um, that's kind of just it in a nutshell right. there. <laughs> so you've done 25 years, but not 25 consecutive right or is that am i getting that wrong correct i did yeah. the three years yeah. off but yeah. other than that okay yeah um well good for you all right uh and yeah that's i mean that is kind of a cool thing for you as far as having some legends as your uh absolutely the the, the feeder or you are feeding them uh that's kind of a not everybody gets that so no i also no. appreciate that you said that your first principle was um you know, is, was, uh, quite a mentor and a powerhouse because I felt that same way, uh, with my first principle to the point where I felt after a few years that I was spoiled that like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, and you can understand this too, as a mom, it's kind of like having that first kid and that first kid is like, they sleep through the night and they're, you know, they don't fuss and they tease you into having that second kid. Who's just a complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> it's like, 100%. Uh, you know, you have that first great principle and then, um, you know, maybe not that you have bad principles after that. It's just, you don't have that principle. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, Do Dr. Hammerly was that for me, but, um, so I, I, I kind of understand that. So for you going from a, a significant amount of time in high school to now, uh, a rather significant a time, a similar amount of time in, in middle school. Uh, what is it that you either miss in, from the high school level? And then what is it that you're like fine leaving behind at the high school as well? Uh, it's, it's been a minute, but there, there's a level of, of uh, maturity of, of conversation that you could have with high school kids. Sure. Um, not to mention content of work um, that you can do. Um, it's, it's very, and, and people will, this is a big debate about, you know, age appropriate material. Um, I always left the, you know, the, the, um, more controversial and, and those kinds of things. I left that to Natasha and Rod. <laughs> I tried to do as much, you know, family friendly, but challenging material as well. But um, that's one of the things that I do miss about high school. A lot of the times um, um, allowing them to explore more sometimes with middle school. I used to never give line readings right. in high school. I like, figure it out. And I find in middle school, I sometimes have to give them more than I did in high school. You know, it's like, okay, we don't have time. I need you to say it this way. Right. I hate doing that. I hate doing that. But sometimes 
it's it's hard to get them to that point. And once you get in that line reading, they go, oh, okay, I, now I understand it. Yeah. But uh, far as leaving behind, I, I think at the time it was, I don't know, it's such a different time now than it was then. Um, and I think as, as I age and, you know, just trying to, meet that difference right. was always, you know, is a challenge. I think it's a challenge for any teacher, but um, yeah, I think what I miss most is just kind of the levels of conversations. Juniors were my favorite right. juniors, hands down my favorite um, just because they're, they're, they're really, they're about to realize, Oh man, I'm about to be out in the world. And they start asking those really cool questions and those cool conversations start happening. Well, what is it you want to do with your life? You know, um, well, I'm going to major in this. I said, okay, that's cool. But you know, it's okay to change that too. I did. (laughs) And so, you know, that's one thing that I miss about it. But, um, and I can have some of those conversations with middle school kids too, but they're still kind of, you know, pie in the sky. Right. Few, few and far between with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it the, the is the energy level at middle school something you enjoy? Like the, the, the I sort do. of passion. I do. Yeah. I you know, but it took a it took a minute to get used to. Yeah, right. I remember <laughs> one of the first rehearsals of doing middle school at Bonham, and and when I moved to Bonham, my son was my middle son was in seventh grade. And, um, he was like my light kid. And then, so all those friends there, and I just, I remember they were just squirrely and I just remember getting really fresh and going, ah, I feel like I'm surrounded by 12 year olds. Yeah. And then all the 12 year olds turned and looked at me like, and then I went, okay, feelings justified. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> it was just kind of that reset of, of learning to deal with that energy and yeah. that kind of squirrel mentality yeah did you uh i know the i know sort of the answer to this but did you enjoy having your kids or did you have all your kids in your program first of all your your own children or i had two of the three my oldest is um he is a musician he lives in nashville and he makes his living as, as as a musician he is he's a drummer and he since he was 18 months old, he's had drumsticks in his okay. hands. Okay. And, um, but the cool thing is when I need music, I have someone I can call. I say, Hey, I need this. I need it to sound like, you know, like for diviners. I said, I need you are my sunshine in a minor key with folk instruments. Can you do that? <laughs> and he made it happen for me. Um, and so that's, that's, a, he, he's an incredible resource when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, my middle um, did, theater because um he's the jack of all trades he did choir he did band he did theater he did uh it took a while to figure out where he wanted to land um but now he works with lasers uh he's a laser he's a laser tech um and but he was my lighting kid the two years that i had him and then my daughter is um uh, she was in, she was in my shows, um, but she's an artist. She's an artist and so, she works at uh, an art gallery in Austin. Sounds like they're all creative souls though. Yeah. Yeah. And that came from 
literally growing up in a band hall or a theater, <laughs> I right, think. Right. Uh, I know my, my middle would sit outside my classroom, which was right across from a choir room. And he would, he would sing, he's a singer right. and he would just sing warmups because they would do after school lessons yeah. at Belton. And, and so that's kind of was his into choir. You, you almost have Partridge family vibes. Yeah. But, <laughs> so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, uh, so if, I, I'm sorry, I'm curious about your middle son's working with, he's works with lasers. So like in an artistic fashion or no, oh, he, okay. he is a laser technician. When he got out of, he went to um, uh, Texas state technical okay. college in Waco and he got a, a degree in laser elect electro laser. I don't, I uh, laser electronics. Right. Laser, so like in a medical, I, I can't even say it now, yeah. but um, he was very much a, not a sit and get kid. Right. And so uh, TSTC on their website, they had these great little one minute videos of their programs. And so we two to three minutes and we looked at all of them and that's what he was interested in. And so we went and interviewed, uh, you know, the did college visits and and that's where he landed. And it was a two year degree. And right out of right out of college, he landed an incredible job at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in Livermore, California, which is the home to the world's largest laser. Yeah. And um he's just a laser tech. He he fixes lasers. Wow. And now he's in he came back home after like 4 years did um worked at UT for a little bit. And now he works for a private company out in North Carolina. I was just actually uh uh a couple weeks ago yeah what are we yeah end of end of may so a couple weeks yeah. ago i was uh in livermore actually uh oh coincidentally, yeah it's so. a great town yeah 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 we were there for a wedding um yeah. but uh i did not know that they were home to this large uh laboratory so yeah it's 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 um the lawrence livermore laboratory has different kind of labs to it and in it is NIF, the national ignition facility and okay. that's where he worked okay yeah that's pretty cool so, I, yeah you sm- can look it up on youtube they have videos of the lasers and of the laser i mean it's like <laughs> all right huge building enough about cool. that guy um you're right <laughs> so yeah so you you mentioned as far as your high school career you said that you were late to the game you know i think when you say that as a texan I think most Texans would say, yes, senior year of high school is late to the game. But I think if you're like from any other state in the United States, senior year of high school is either normal or early, if anything. So, Probably. Uh, but because of our one-act play system, you know, yeah. people think of senior year of high school as like, oh, you just wasted three years of, of, of good theater. Um, right. So for, for you, like, do you um, – you know, you quote unquote being late to the game is that has that kind of uh, given you influence or not influence, given you motivation as far as like getting these middle schoolers uh, bit by the bug early? Is it, I mean, is it like one of those things that kind of helps you uh, motivate your kids to say, hey, um, let's let's work on this now and, and get this in your system now so that you aren't again, quote unquote, late to late to the tea party? Right. Um, well, you know, it, the motivating factor is, is, 
is just to get them ready for high school. Yes, yeah. to get them bet. And that's that's very much how I view my job. My job is to get them bet, to let them have fun and 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 to get them sold into this is something that you can do. This is something that you can spend your time. This is, you know, something you can learn from. Um, and in fact, at my current job, when I first got there, all of the theater classes were semester long classes. And I'm like, what, how am I going to get all these takes in in a semester? And, um, I, I've got it to where now I have a couple of year long theater one classes and, but I still have some semester intro classes. And then I also brought in a design class uh, to kind of help out with those art numbers. And then that grew. I ended up having five sections of design one year. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, very much trying to get them in and get them as, as informed as much so I can get them as ready for Rod as possible, you know. Um, and to get them to where they do want to do theater in high school. I know this may be a hard question to answer, but do you think if you didn't have people like Rod and Natasha that your strategy would have been different? Because uh, knowing that they're going off to literal, literal legends in, mm-hmm. in our sort of in our niche industry, uh, did that help you like kind of say, hey, I know who you're going to and they're a huge deal and, and they will make you better people and better artists and all this kind of stuff. Not to say that there aren't other people out there, um, but it's, but it does when the, when it's people like that, um, uh, then, then it kind of gives you as a middle school director that's feeding these people a little bit more like, Hey, no, seriously, it's going to be amazing when you go to the next level. Did that change anything for you or? I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, in a way, I mean, yeah, there's pressure because I want them to be prepared. But I also, being a high school student, I mean, excuse me, being a high school teacher, yeah. director, um, who did not have a feeder program right. for a long time, um, I just approached it. What do I want them to know when they, what would I want them to know when they came to me kind of thing? And that's my deal now. Like we don't have theater at the sixth grade. We're a seven, eight campus. We don't have theater at the sixth grade. Yeah. So I'm like starting from scratch every year. But um, that's kind of my goal. What do I want them to know? Yeah. What would I want them to know? And um, but being the fact that I've fed these legends is, yeah. is, is Did- you know, it is an added layer of, no, look, listen, you really do want to listen to me. Did you take your students or, or do you take your students and did you when you were in Temple to go see the high school shows and, and all that kind of stuff and see those experiences? Um, the cool thing that Natasha did for us, uh, for all the middle school students, is is for shows that were appropriate right. for that a sixth grader could come and watch, um, she would do an invited dress um on usually she opened on the Thursday and so Wednesday we were there to at nine o'clock we saw the show 
she would do a tour for us. The kids would take us around the theater and show us and the kids could see the set yeah. and those kinds of things. And then her kids had that night off. And so they were able to rest before opening night. And so that was really cool. And um, um, it was that was also a big factor for her, right. you know, was those kids, you know, seeing that and wanting to be that right. when they got there. Yeah. 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 That's, that's always a, a fun way to do the the outreach kind of stuff. Um, now that you're, uh, in the, you said Magnolia area, which is not too far from me, by the way, we could, mm-hmm. uh, I could throw a stone at you maybe. Um, uh, maybe not. That's pretty good. I, I'd, I'd be playing. I'd be playing baseball if I could throw a stone that far. But, um, but uh, now that you're kind of in an area, and you've been here now for a few years, so it's not like too foreign for you. But uh, was it? Was there kind of an adjustment to community and 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 part of the the state that you're in? I mean, you you mentioned. I'm kind of answering my own question, which I do this a lot. You can ask my wife, but, uh, (laughs) you know, because you went from a a coastal corpus, you know, to temple, which is hill country, Austin-y type of, Mm -hmm. maybe not Austin, but you know what I mean. Um, and then, and then to Magnolia, which is almost none of the above. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. (laughs) It's, uh, it's taken some getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's taken a lot to get used to the weather here it, and, and let's just say it did not give us a good first impression because when we moved here was the year of hurricane Harvey uh, and it literally rained every day that year. Yeah, I think yeah. every day. And we're like, what have we done? <laughs> yeah. There's weird bugs here. Um, I don't know if you can see outside <laughs> my window, there's trees. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's hidden behind a tree. Every day is like a game of where's Waldo. Because <laughs> <laughs> my school is technically in the woodlands. Right, right. And, and um, so I, much to my husband's disappointment, I don't get out and venture a lot right. just because I am very much, um, um, I need to see the horizon. I love Central Texas. Right. That, I mean, Central Texas has probably been my favorite place I've ever lived. Um, just because it's wide open and you can see spaces. I know when we would go back to Temple for whatever reason, there's this hill that you would cross and you could kind of see all of Temple. You yeah. got Scott and White over here and you can, and I could just, I could just breathe yeah. <laughs> just because I can see, I feel kind of very claustrophobic here at times. Uh, but then we'll go take a ride out, you know, into Conroe and everything and see the lake and, 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 you right. know, I feel better, so, <laughs> but I'm what, very much a pirate. I think what, I just need to see the horizon. What is it about? Oh, that's funny. Uh, you went with pirate instead of like, uh, you know, some other ship reference, but anyway, <laughs> like ship. <laughs> but, well, I have pirates in my classroom, <laughs> okay. like all over the place. So, oh, you're one of those people. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, hopefully you don't have any Captain Morgan in there, but, uh, keep that, <laughs> keep that at home. But, uh, right. what is it about temple? Uh, like w- there are so many people that have gone through that system. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but gone through that area, you know, you've got BK, you've, you know, the, the, there are lots of influential names that have made their way through that area, but it's mm-hmm. not that big of an area. Um, and no. it's, you know, it's a small part of the state, but it seems to have had a massive influence and. Well, I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with Natasha. Yeah. You know, Natasha's a big draw. 
But beyond that is the community very much supports the arts. Right. Um, they have the Temple Jazz Orchestra, which my husband was very much involved in, you know, and uh, in and um, the Temple College, um, their music program is is incredible. Uh, my husband put several students there. The community itself very much supports the right. arts, and um, which is which is a really cool thing, you yeah. know, for an area like that. Yeah. Is there a show that you uh, would like to do but can't because you're at the middle school level, content-wise? <laughs> One of my bucket list shows, and and honestly, I don't even know uh, if there's if there's a um, high school. I don't I don't even think it's done much in a high school, but uh, Dog Sees God. Okay. I just i i read a, i read that show when I was in Belton, and it's just the circuitous of it. You know, the, the, just the symbolism behind it and everything I love. Uh, and you don't think you could do that? <clears throat> I mean, I guess I've never, I don't know. I don't know if that's on the UIL list or not. I, no, it uh, is yeah, not. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of language and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think, and then I think it would also would like lose its appeal. I mean, not appeal, but it's meat. Right. If you cut it down a lot. How, how are you going to get to do it? I don't know that it will. I'll I'll put it on in my brain. <laughs> I'll put it on my I'll put it on my on in my in my mind. Okay. Those are okay. sometimes the best shows. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cuz cuz the audience loves it every time. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it goes That's off fun. perfectly. <laughs> what is a show that you've done at the middle school level that you didn't think you would do? Um I, I don't, I don't know. It could be none. I mean, it could be that, you, I, you know. You know, one show that I've done more than once that I swear I'll never do again, but I'll always end up doing it is Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I don't love the story. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, it's a great story, but I don't do, I love what I can do with it. Right. Um. But, because you can do it in so many different ways. Um, a friend of mine wrote her own version. Denise Larson, who yeah. you've had on, um, she wrote an adaptation of it that I just loved. And um, there's no set, there's no costumes. Um, when I did it at Belton, we built a rake because I had like 60 kids in the show, and and um, they were all wearing black. They had little black aprons that they would pull stuff out of, and then they just did hats. And like there were three different Alice's, a small, medium, and a large, and they would shrink sizes and their bows would shrink, you know, with the size. And it, it was just a fun show to do. You know, we advertised right. it as this is not your mother's Alice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, you could do that with every show. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the um, keeping on the middle school sort of theme here, uh, I've got a good friend that, that teaches <clears throat> middle school and my wife taught middle school uh, for a, a number of years. And, uh, one of the things they both agree on, and you can probably agree with this, uh, so it's not much of a hard hitting question, but, uh, the, the difference of running a department when you're in high school director is you can say, here's a project, go off and do this for days, right? Whereas middle school, it's, you're always on. 
uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's constant, constant, constant. So where do you find your your me time when it comes to being able to still be the producer, the designer, the director, the like? How do you end up balancing your time uh, while also being an effective educator? Um, I don't sleep much. <laughs> um, I don't know quite how to answer that. Um, I mean, do you bring stuff home? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I bring stuff home. Um, I probably sleep more with a computer in my lap than I do in my bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll sleep on the couch. Yeah. Uh, are you, do you, do you bring like crafts home? Like, do you, do you bring that, do you do that stuff at home and get some kicks out of it? Occasionally, occasionally if it requires it, like I just did, uh, for one act, we just did, um, Edward Tulane and I was sewing doll clothes at home Yeah, (laughs) because sometimes it's just easier to do it there, you know, you know, to do things at home and out of the way of the kids. And, um, but you know, they they very much saw the process. Like my students would be working on an assignment, and I was over here beheading American <laughs> doll girls. <laughs> They're like going, "She's lost it." Yeah. <laughs> but I was. We turned those into rabbits. My art. My art teacher uh, created all the heads for them, and they turned out really, really cool. But uh, I have all these beheaded doll heads behind my desk now at school. Yeah. <laughs> And the kids that's, are just like, you okay? That's normal. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, what's happening? And I'm like, theater is happening. Just be patient. What What is something you do uh, for yourself outside of theater and education? Um. Well, that's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, do How, you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna. Th- be the the you know the investigator and do, have some leading questions but but it sounded like you started to I I just I'm cool with downtime. Okay. Do you, you know, watch my I mean do you have shows? Do downtime well. You know, but I'm happy to, you know, binge West Wing for there you go. the third time. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. Um read you know, okay. but I, I, I listen more than I read now. I, I listen to audiobooks more than I do. Um, just because I do find it hard not to multitask. Right. Um, I have a hard time sitting watching TV without a computer in my lap doing sure. something, whether it's I don't I mean, I could be looking on Amazon creating lists for next year or or, or whatever. Or just Facebooking and TVing. Right. <laughs> I, I have a hard time multitasking. So now listening to audiobooks, I can, you know, clean out a closet or do something like that. Right. What's what's the best audiobook you've listened to? Oh, um, um, oh, what is it? It's it's actually a YA book and it is Dante, it's Dante. Hold on. I'll look it up. It's, um, oh, Aristotle and Dante discover the universe. I, I literally Google search just the words Dante YA book. And that's yeah. the first thing that popped up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an incredible uh, story. It's, it's a coming out story, honestly, but the, um, narrator is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh. And, um, 
it's a beautiful story. And then probably my next one also was a YA book is um, Don Zolaitis's, uh Craig and Amy. I can't remember the full title of it, but um, it's, I've got it on my shelf over there. I've got the book. Um, oh, love story. Craig and Amy, a love story or a love story. Craig and Amy, the, I forgot what it is called, but um, that reader is hysterical. There's the seven torments of Amy and Craig, a love story. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And th that reader is hysterical yeah. because there's a Midwestern mom and his accent and his voice for it is just, it gets me in my giggles all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, will a good book or will a bad book be uh, improved to being a good book with a good reader? Yeah. Or with not a good reader, a good, you know, vocal uh, artist, I guess. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. I just like a bad script sometimes is yeah, right. is is made better by great performers. Right. Right. Yeah. Fair. Uh this this Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe, uh almost uh synopsis wise reads like a script. But uh like something it could be turned into uh a stage play. Oh yeah. Right. I definitely yeah. see. I can see that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's good. Well, um, I want to get you out of here on, uh, advice. I always, I try to, I try to get advice from people as the kind of ending, uh, little bit, which is kind of normal for me. So for you, um, you've had a good, nice, good, hearty career. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say long. That would imply age. Um, <laughs> Always been long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, you've you've seen a lot of different elements, and you've had, as we've already belabored, you've had some great uh, mentors that you have fed to, uh, and continue to. Um, but you, you know, you you've had the sort of gambit of of experiences uh, with the high school and middle school side of things. So, what I want you to do is kind of. Ex uh, give a word of advice on, I, I do a lot of teaching of student teachers uh, at the University mm -hmm. of Houston now. And uh, one of the things they're always kind of uncertain of is what level do I go to, right? What what uh, what level of education do I go to? Am I, am I a high school teacher? Am I a middle school teacher? Do I even want to teach? Do I want to do elementary, which is becoming a thing now, which is great in the state of Texas. Yeah. Um, so for you, being that you've seen a lot, uh, what is something that you could kind of offer up to maybe a new teacher that says, hey, uh, either A, uh, trust your gut, B, experience some things and maybe, uh, I'm kind of answering your question, maybe you'll uh, 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 figure out that that's not what you want to do and you want to go the other direction. Uh, but what is some kind of like mom slash longtime educator advice that you could give to a young 22 23 year old soon to be out in this world educator uh in the theater world as far as what level to teach or just anything i i, I mentioned the the level thing because i know that you have the variety yeah. you have the experience of of doing uh yeah. all, all the worlds as far as i was trying to stall give you time to think about it <laughs> <laughs> as far as what level to teach is you just gotta find you just gotta find what works for you and 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 that's gonna take you know some ex 
some experience, you know, in, in all the areas. Um, but far as, you know, new teachers, I've done a lot of mentoring of new teachers. Um, just because in Temple, we, the other middle schools would have new teachers kind of come in and out. There was a couple times that there, there was some revolving door there at the other middle schools. And it's, it's just, it's one day at a time. I know that sounds crazy, but it's in, in the, your theater year is very much a checklist. You know, you got your fall show check, you got your, this, you got your check. And, and it's some days it's staying six weeks ahead of time. Some days it's staying, you know, two days ahead. Sometimes it's just a class period ahead and 10 minutes within that class period. Um, but just, it's one day at a time, just, and, and don't be afraid to fail because sometimes a lesson doesn't work Yeah. and I'll make a note and I'll be going through and I'll find a sticky note from past Amy that says never again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll just go on to the next one. <laughs> and so, um, and don't be afraid to switch things up mid trial, you know, and mid thing. Okay. This is not working. We're going to switch this and do, this and so um yeah i like don't that don't be afraid of fail i like that sticky note of past amy uh that yeah that could, that could be a thing that you sell past amy and then just the sticky <laughs> notes that say you you messed up on this one or don't do this one that's good well we do that at state um because um i work on the the state uil staff uh yeah. for state when i play and and we uh, will order food ahead of time, like two weeks ahead of time. And we're like, oh, is present Amy going to be happy with past Amy? <laughs> you know? And so that's kind of where that got started, talking with Megan Thompson. And we're always talking about our past selves. Are we going to be happy with them or not? <laughs> Minor wisdom. <laughs>